0: continue our review of John 3 and Jesus' nighttime discussion with Nicodemus. I was captured by the idea <coughs> of the role played by an expert. In a society like ours, there are purported experts in nearly every field or discipline you could imagine. one, one field especially, where the role of experts has been publicized and amplified, is health care. More specifically, public health. Ask almost anyone in the United States, over the, or really anyone in the world probably, but specific to the calendar and the time frame, over the age of about seven years old right now, what happened in March 2020? And they will likely have some recollection of that being the time frame that COVID became prominent in the United States. It's tough to believe that that has been almost, well, really over two years ago now. This span of time was at the forefront of my mind last Wednesday morning when for the first time I had to google this, but the first time in 733 days I walked into the office at K10 in Ridgeview owned by Farmers Insurance. hadn't been there since March 12th of 2020. In fact, it was partway through that afternoon that they said, "Well, Everybody just go ahead and go home for now. Mm-hmm. That was right around the time of the announcement of, of the uh, infamous, infamous two weeks to slow the spread. right? And we kind of thought, you know, a couple weeks, and we'll be back. Well, the reason I went was to clean out my desk. We are now permanently working from home, and I found... All kinds of stuff in that desk, some of which I remembered was there, some of which I had forgotten. It was interesting to walk in and see the little desk calendar, the little daily calendar that I have on that desk, still said March twelfth, 2020, as if time stood still. I don't want in any way to underplay or overlook the devastation that COVID brought to the whole world, but it it does feel like we've come a long way in 736 days, right? From two weeks to slow to to slow the spread to more stringent lockdowns, virtual school, masks. Ten weeks where we didn't meet, where we didn't, where there was no one here all the way to vaccines and boosters. We've come a long way. I I remember realizing during the late spring and early summer of 2020, so kind of, I mean, well past the two weeks and two months, and kind of in that realm of time, I remember noting with the various press conferences that governors and and uh, directors of departments of public health and mayors etc 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 would would have and this was true on a federal state and local level they were saying something that i had never in my life heard a doctor or an expert say although framed in their own words and carefully selected words at that they communicated that there were specific details about the novel coronavirus, novel meaning strikingly new, unusual, or different, that they simply did not yet know. This was disconcerting. (laughs) Because one of the reasons we put our trust in experts is because we expect that they will fully know whatever their area of expertise is. And in my 38, 39, 40 years of life, when I went to the doctor about my own health issues or issues for my kids, they had never said to me, we've never seen this before. But because of the nature of this virus, that was true. We'd never seen this type of thing before. In introducing to Nicodemus the significance of being born again, Jesus quickly realized that the expert, the Pharisee, just wasn't getting it. From John 3, beginning in verse 9, Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel? And yet, you do not understand these things. May have eternal life. Now, this discussion between Nicodemus and Jesus is not the last time that the gospel will mention this specific Pharisee, but this is the one and only recorded conversation that he had with Jesus. Last week, we considered the question he asked Jesus in response to the Lord's declaration about being born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. His last sentence to Jesus that we read there in verse 9 is similar to his first. Jesus had mentioned the similarity between the actions of the Spirit and the wind as it related to the new birth, and Nicodemus asked a question that if we're honest, we've likely all thought from time to time. How can these things be? It was to that question that Jesus cautioned that an expert, as Nicodemus would have been understood to have been, should know the answer. Are you familiar with the phrase, simple but not easy? Simple but not easy. In short, the difference between the two is key in much of life, but I think especially true of the kingdom that Jesus was initiating and was beginning to explain and reveal to Nicodemus. Simple means the opposite of complicated. Or it means easily understood. But simple does not mean easy to implement or easy to apply. I think it's fair to assume that Nicodemus understood the words that Jesus was saying. But the implementation of the ideas seemed to be, for him, the real obstacle. Within the opening moments of their conversation, Jesus had made clear to Nicodemus that men and women who would enter the kingdom of God were not the primary actors in that event. Similar to our physical birth, within our spiritual rebirth, there are outside forces we are required to rely upon in order to experience this New birth. There is something that happens over which we do not have control, or we are not the one causing it to take place. In trying to help Nicodemus grasp that idea, Jesus reminded the Pharisee that this is not some sort of new approach for God. This is not, oh, now this is the God of the New Testament, this is the God of the New Covenant. So he references a story that Nicodemus would be immediately familiar with, and and likely even had memorized. It is something of an obscure story from Numbers 21. As the Hebrew people neared the Promised Land, that chapter records one of the many times that they began to grumble. They asked Moses, why would you have the audacity to deliver us from slavery in Egypt, where at least we had food to eat, to bring us out to this desert to starve and to die? They then were reminded that the Lord had literally sent food from heaven, and they, well, we don't like that stuff that much. (laughs) So they griped about that, and God had had enough. And soon, fiery serpents were biting the complainers, and they were dying. You can imagine how effective that was in bringing about a change of attitude. They became very contrite and asked Moses to request that God deliver them from the snakes. Numbers 21, verse 8 and the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, he shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit, serpent bit someone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So it was for the Hebrew people nearing the promised land that by looking upon the symbol of the embodiment of the plague. They were delivered. Yes, they had to take action of looking upon it, but deliverance was granted from outside of themselves. (coughs) In a similar way, Jesus notes that that story is a foreshadowing of the role that he would play in being raised up as the cursed one who would ultimately bring salvation. When when we kind of get down to the bottom line of the whole thing, having to do with the new birth and our role within the being born again, I think what we have to be careful of is the thought that we're pretty smart folk. (laughs) We may have found ourselves at times in some pretty sticky situations, and we can think back to working out a plan in our heads, maybe with a little input from other people and coming out on the other side okay. And, and God certainly does give us brains that God wants us to utilize and, and employ and, and think critically. But what Jesus needed the expert to understand and what we have to understand if, if we are going to experience the new birth is when it comes to entry into the kingdom, we are the objects upon which the subject of the sentence acts. Remember that, the parts of speech, the subject of the sentence takes action upon the object The object is the one receiving the action from the subject of the sentence, whatever the verb may be. We simply look to the one lifted up on the cross, believing that he, and only he, with no contribution from us, accomplished that which is sufficient to gain for us eternal life. Amen.